Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, that is Kurt Souter, and he is the uh, co-founder and head honcho over at Further Still Ministries, and this little show called Solid Steps Radio is a show we've been doing now, going on seven years, I believe. And we did the show originally saying we wanted to do a show primarily to men, not exclusively, but primarily. And we wanted to talk about things of life that are most important, sports, weathers, and politics is all good, but there's only so much place for that. They don't follow, uh, flow over into eternity. We want to talk about some eternal things. You don't think the NFL and the NBA are going to? It's kind of a big deal this week. <laughs> Because of the playoffs when we're taping this but at the end of the day it's, no <laughs> it's meaningless as uh it was said in the book of ecclesiastes but we're talking about spiritual warfare over the next four weeks now i say four weeks it depends on when you hear this you may hear this out of sync but today we're going to talk about this is the second show of a four-week series last week we did a show on the first week of the four weeks was about satan who is Satan? What does he do? What are his uh, goals? And so if you have not heard that, go back and listen to it because we spent an entire show unpacking that. But for this week's show, give us a two-minute or less primer of what we talked about last week in regards to who Satan is. Well, Satan is the arch enemy of God. He was a cherub uh, in heaven. He was thrown out of heaven because he rebelled against God. He wanted to be like the most high. And, uh, you know, the, the Bible says that um, he, he and his fallen angels, which that's what we're going to talk about today, um, was cast to the earth. And he is now, you know, he's called the prince of this world. He's called the ruler of the age of darkness. Um, he's named Lucifer. He's called the devil, which means deceiver. Satan means adversary. The Bible says in Revelation that he accuses the brethren day and night. He never stops. In fact, and Job, uh, while we were talking, uh, Chad, at uh, lunchtime today, we were just discussing you know, Job 1 and 2. Um, God asks Satan, where, where have you been? And he says, uh, I've been roaming the earth. And uh, that's, and so, you know, he, and he has, uh, he's roaming the earth and so all her, uh, all his horde of demons. And that's so, what we're going to talk about today. This whole show, we're talking about demons. Who are they? And what do they do? We're going to unpack that in the next couple of few segments. But um, remind us, let's just go ahead and jump right in. What the very first question is, uh, who are demons? Or what are demons? Well, uh, when you look at the the Bible and read through the scriptures, uh, demons are fallen angels. They're mentioned, uh, they can be called evil spirits or unclean spirits. Um, and uh, they are fall under uh, their, their kind of their head, which would be Satan himself. And so there is a reference in Revelation 5, I believe it is, where it talks about um, that Satan fell from they he fell from heaven, and it said a third of the angels fell with him, it followed him. Yep. Okay, what a third of what? What do we think? How many do you think demons are there? We talked about well, this. We, we yeah, have a we, very we, scientific answer. Yeah, we, you and I we, we had a, a little fun with this. So uh, the the text says um, in Revelation there's ten thousand times ten thousand, and so that equals hundred million. A hundred million. 
So let's let's just say that's literal. Uh, many people would say that's a figurative number, like there's just a whole pile of angels. But let's take it literally. Let's say uh, 10,000 times 10,000, that's 100 million. And if there's 100 million and a third got thrown out of heaven, that would be 30, you know, 30 million or so. And then we were, uh, we were doing a little math. There's 7.8 billion people on the planet right now, 7.8 billion, divide by 30 million, and uh, you have about one demon for every 260 people or so. Give that, or take a little bit. That is total speculation. <laughs> we are do not, you know, you're not going to find other than what we just said, the only number in Revelation. I said Revelation 5. I think it's Revelation 12. But either yeah, way, yeah. Uh, it talks about a third of the angels fell. So we don't know how many angels there are. They're mentioned, the reference is the number is the stars in heaven. So there's a lot. Thousands of upon thousands. Okay. So if there are millions and millions of angels, then a third of those angels that fell, now you have uh, two-thirds of those angels that God created are on God's side yep. doing God's work. And then you have a third of the angels who fell who are now partnering with Satan, right? So we've established that we believe that there's a whole lot of angels that fell and they are demons and they're running around this earth doing Satan's work, which is what? what do, let's just ask the question of capabilities. What power do demons have? They, their ultimate power is a, is a truth, the, the, it is a truth battle. Um, but they do have significant uh, power. Um, we see that in a variety of different settings. Um, they can demon-possess people. They can blind. They, their, big, their big, big tool is deception. They deceive. They ensnare. They blind. They, um, they trouble us. Um, you and I are familiar with, uh, you know, someone that we love and respect and, and there was some actual demonic activity in this godly home, um, with, with their kids. He afflicts, he opposes the things of God. Um, they, and ultimately when we say, um, I like to say Satan and his demons, I just call it the powers of darkness. Right. Um, and they're, they're all about trying to disrupt us. Right. Now, I have a list here from a, a, a academic book, uh, really interesting read, <laughs> depending on who you are. Uh, but he talks about, he takes all of the occurrences. There are five demonic possessions, I believe, recorded in the Gospels. And he takes all five of these and he puts this list together of the characteristics of a demon, uh, not a demon itself, but the possession of someone by a demon. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to run through the list here and we just kind of Riff, riff on these. Yep. Uh, knowledge of supernatural. Mm -hmm. So demons have supernatural knowledge, but does that mean they are on the same wavelength of God? Yeah, that's a great question. No, they're not omniscient, but they have supernatural abilities. What does that mean? You um, give me an example. Uh, you know, they, like when um, in Mark chapter 5, the demoniac, he, he is... Um, in this case, he has supernatural strength. Right. He's able to take chains and just break them. Right. Well, who, who can do that? Right. But um, I, I remember the, the man who trained me, Dean, years ago. He, he was about six foot two, about 230, two, a big dude. He was a big dude. And um, he was working with a young lady who was about five foot two, about 100 pounds. And he, uh, he told me, he said, Kurt, I, I, I wasn't fearful of her, but she was demon possessed. 
And he said, but I was completely aware that she could have just ripped me to shreds mm. because she had supernatural power mm. and it was demonic. And, uh, I, I, that's the time I asked him, I said, Dean, were you afraid? He said, then that wouldn't be faith, would it? Mm. And I go, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, if you're walking by fear, then you're not walking by faith. Interesting. Yeah. Some of the other characteristics, going about naked, which in Mark 5, you referenced the demoniac, he was running around naked. Yep. So if you see him by running around naked. Well, you and I, we, we laughed and we were kind of, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm not saying this is actually true every time. Right. But a lot of times when you're watching an NFL game or a, a baseball game, whatever, and then you see somebody streak across the field, uh, jump, you know, jumped out of the stands and, and, and run across the field totally naked, I immediately think of this scenario, Mark chapter 5. And is that person possibly, possibly, not for sure, some demonic influence that's, that's that why he's doing what he's doing? And we talk about influence, not possession. What's the difference? Um, possession is a, a, what I would interpret th- scripture is uh, a Christian. I don't think can be possessed, but a, a Christian can be dra- uh, can be greatly influenced, and um, and so possession is. You see it in Luke chapter twenty two when uh, Judas is going to be possessed by Satan, by the devil, and um, and it leads to ultimately his death. He he kills himself right i'm gonna run through a couple other things yeah, here go. they're unable to hear or mm-hmm. speak yep we see that in uh the mute spirit in uh uh the demon possessed person seizures mm-hmm. physical seizures Con- or, or and or convulsions use yep. of a different voice their voice changes really dramatically you know you know just let me stop right there the first time that i i was trained specifically in in kind of the first case of this where dean trained um Kristen and me in uh, his voice completely changed. I mean, radical, complete change. And he was demon possessed. Uh, present of distinct personalities, multiple personalities mm-hmm. potentially. Yep. Uh, bizarre behavior, fierce, violent behavior, unusual behavior towards themselves, cutting, self harm. Again, uh, we touched on this last week, I think, but, um, you know, in Mark chapter five, he's cutting himself. So, so we're going to take a break and we're going to come back in the next segment, continue this conversation about who demons are and also what are their plans for us. So we'll be back here shortly on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors. They are not demonic. Ellen and Credit Union, they are a great organization. They're like the angels of glory. <laughs> there we go. Uh, they help you in all your financial needs, whether it's private, commercial, checking accounts, loans, Ellen and Credit Union. They've been around for decades and they are a great benefit and asset to our community. Uh, Vision First Eye Care, if you need some help with glasses or contacts or just your overall eye care, Vision First can take care of you. They're more than just a set of eyeballs to them. You are a person. And in Frank Enterprises, if you have any septic tank issues, water waste issues, landscaping services, you need it. Frank Enterprise can take care of it. And so in the first segment, we were talking about demons and who they are. And some of the things that, uh, what are the characteristics of demons as far as their powers go? Um, but let's talk a little bit about their plans. Um, we talked about this at lunch that when you see, anytime you saw a good angel, an angel, okay, when you saw an angel in the Bible and they were interacting with a person and they revealed themselves to a person. I don't think there's ever a time 
that that person is not eating the ground in fear. Yep. Every, I think not say every time, but pretty exhaustively, the words out of the mouth of the angel to the person they're with is what? Do not do, fear. Do not be afraid. Like, do not be afraid. Yep. You're, you're freaking out right now <laughs> because you're seeing something that will freak you out. That's uh, yeah. And just, yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's the good angels, <laughs> right? I mean, what about the, Bad, bad angels, angels, which are the demons. So talk about the angel to God's relationship and the demons to Satan's relationship. Yeah. So the angels of glory, I always call them the angels of glory or the angels of, in the presence of God, they are, uh, Hebrews chapter one says are not angels. Speaking of the good angels are not angels, ministering spirits sent to those who will inherit salvation. And, um, you know, they are really there to serve God. And in many ways they are in, in, in according to that verse, um, they're they're to help us, and uh, I remember Dean used to say that of all the of all God's creation, the angels of glory have the highest unemployment rate, um, because uh, we didn't we don't we don't tap into their power and their strength, and uh, of course the angels of darkness or fallen angels or demons, those subservience uh, of of the devil, they are there to do his bidding. Right. They are there to um, disrupt us, to help cause division, and to get us sidetracked. I mean, their enemy is Jesus, the kingdom of God, and they'll do everything they can to hurt, to um, inflict uh, God's kids, his children, his, his creation. I think we talked about this last week that Satan can't hurt God but he, he's going to go after the next best person, yep. which is children. His kids. If you can't hurt the dad, you can go after the kids. They're the weakest and most vulnerable, right? So um, could we talk just real quickly as, um, and maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but. Um, your show. The, 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 <laughs> you knew what you wanted to do. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the Bible says in First uh, Peter chapter 5 that the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. Now, my question to you is, who do lions go after? When you when you you crank on the TV and you watch a show on lions, who do they go after? Well, they don't. It's funny. You'll watch a, a herd of animals going by, and they'll just sit there watching, 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 and they'll really just go after the one that's out by themselves. Instead yeah. of going after the crowd, they go after the one. They go after the alone. They go after the sick. They go after the, the diseased. Uh, um, and they go after the young. Mm -hmm. And um, dads, as you're listening to this, I hope that you are fully aware that there are demons who want to take out your kids. Grand grandpas who are listening, they're, they're going after your grandkids. And if you don't think they aren't, you are sadly mistaken. The enemy is like a roaring lion, and he goes after many, many times the young. And again, we see that in uh, Mark chapter 9. I think there's five references, if I'm not mistaken, based on resources I've read. Uh, there, are only, there are five demoniac possessions in the Gospels. And how many of those five, and you look back, are kids or young people? Um, I think... At least two. Two, at least two. Yeah. Yes. So you see this evidence of demons going after, and and, and just just real quickly in Mark chapter nine, um, um, Jesus says how he's talking to the dad, and he says how long has he been? This is a young boy. How long has he been like this? And the man says, the dad says, ever since he was a little child. Mm. 
And if you don't think the enemy comes after our little kids, we're sadly mistaken. That's why it's, you know, it's critical that us guys understand and are not, uno- we're not unaware of the schemes of the devil. Today, my kids were watching this show and it was about it, 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 one of the storylines. There was ghosts in the show. Instead of jumping over and turning it off, I said, Hey guys, is there such thing as ghosts? And they go, and one of the boys goes, no, but there's angels and demons. I said, that's the right answer. <laughs> there <laughs> are, I, I quit telling people when my kids started saying I'm, there's somebody in the room, I quit telling them that there's not, I just tell them, well, if there is something in the room, so is Jesus. He's pre, he's omnipresent, right? So let's talk about some of the limitations of demons. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, some of the things they cannot do, the, the demons are, you know, we, I touched, we touched on this last week about the devil uh, and demons are, are, are like the devil in that they are not omniscient. That means that that means they're not all knowing they are supernatural, but they're not all knowing they're not omnipotent, which means they're not all powerful. They're not omnipresent. God is ever present with us. Right. They're not right. That's why they have to roam throughout the earth. Um, Job one and two, but they, so they do have limitations and ultimately they had the limitation that they can't do anything to us unless God in his grace and sovereignty allows it. So in the next few minutes of this segment here, Mark five, if listeners, if you say, I don't, I want to know more. If you read Mark five, the demoniac possession, the man who is possessed, if I'm not mistaken, Jesus was intentionally going, we have to go to this place for this one guy. He wasn't going for the crowds. He was going to this one place for this one guy. So God has a plan for the one. And he went to this one guy and um, he was, uh, when he was, the demon was cast out of him. Talk about what they, the interaction between Jesus and the demons. Yeah, I mean, there's first of all, good good catch. It's it's more than one. Right. M- many times when a person is demon possessed, um, there's multiple demons involved, and uh, because they have different roles and specific um, things that they're trying to do, and so in this case, uh, he's called Legion. For we are many. There's there's multiple demons in this guy, and Jesus is is actually talking. Well, it says in verse six, it says, when he, the demon possessed man, saw Jesus from a distance, he, the demon, ran and fell on his knees in front of him. Well, the man did. The man did. Yes. So Jesus is seen in the distance. The man who's possessed sees Jesus, knows who he is, and runs to him. Which indicates what? Well, it indicates that demons know what's going on in the spiritual realm. I'm just kind of, they know who the players are. And, and yet it also indicates that the man still is, even though he's being controlled by demons, he has his, he has still his will right. and he still can choose. Right. And he's coming to Jesus. And it's the, it says he shouted at the top of his voice. There's the screaming. Yep. What do you want with me? Jesus, the son of the most high God, he knew who Jesus was and he bowed down to him because he knew I'm under you. He called him the son of the most high God. He knew he was on his knees because he he's under Jesus. 
right? Absolutely. It says in God's, he says, don't torture me. So the demon's making a request <laughs> to, to Jesus. And Jesus says to them, come out of this man, you impure spirit. And then Jesus asks him, what is your name? And he says, my name is Legion, for we are many. And let me just interject yeah. there. Just They know their ultimate destiny. Mm-hmm. They know they they know that the devil and his angels will go to hell forever. They yep. know that. Yep. And he says he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. Now we're coming up on a break, but real quickly, what does he mean by "Don't send me out of this area"? I have a theory on it, but I want to hear what you think. Oh my goodness! Well, I, you know, I'm not really for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh. My theory is this, and we're going to take a break here, but we're going to come back and finish more on this story because it talks about demonic activity. But he says, don't send me out of the area because I believe demons are given authority by Satan to say, you take care of these people at this place. These ter- uh, territory. Territorial, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to take a break, come back, finish more about this section of Scripture and a little bit more about demons, especially what are their plans for us and what are we supposed to do about it? here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank sponsors of our show, Louisville Podcast Studios. That's podlou.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com. If you want to do a podcast, uh, some type of professional audio video work uh, for a show that you want to put on YouTube or you name it, man, these guys are as good as they get. Great quality, great service. And uh, you will be very thankful for podloo.com. Bright Star Home Care, if you have somebody you love who needs in-home care, whether it's one day a week or seven days a week in their own home, Bright Star Home Care can help walk you through the process. That's brightstarcare.com, brightstarcare.com. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you need to talk about retirement and all of your financial needs for down the road, Dan Hart can give you a biblical perspective on what retirement would look like. And uh, our last segment we were talking a little bit about, and we'll finish here, uh, Mark 5, I think is one of the best. If you just had to go to one place in Scripture and say, what do demons, how do they think? What do they say? How do they react and interact with us? Uh, Mark 5 is a great, uh, and we left off that the demons were asking Jesus, hey, uh, send us out of here, right? Um, And they said, our name is Legion. He begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area because, you know, why? Well, maybe because that's where they were assigned to be from Satan and saying, this is your area. Take care of ruining it. Okay. It says a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside and the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. Now, why would demons want to go into pigs versus just being cast out of the man? Well, obviously they were livestock that was around and they... Um, my understanding is that demons really like to be uh, uh, in possession or uh, connected to something. And uh, in my experience, many times it's a home or a person or, in this case, animals. They, they don't roam around aimlessly we, as we read through the scriptures. Yeah, they're, they're, again, they're looking to influence. They're right. looking to, to have conquering, to conquer over God's God's. Kids. They are military in in perspective, though. Yeah, absolutely. In their origin. If, if you th- you know you think about our military, and you think we have generals, and we have colonels, we have lieutenants, we have sergeants. You don't you don't think the powers of darkness in battle also have these types of ranks? Yes, they do. Right. And it says here um, those tending the pigs, because the pigs, uh, when possessed by 
the demons, it says the herd, about 2,000 of it, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. So what does that tell us about demons and and what's their end game? The end game, what we talked about last week, is they want death. They are about the ultimate when Judas is entered by Satan. He's going to take his life and he's going to commit suicide and kill himself. Right. And anytime a person is contemplating suicide, taking their own life, many times, not always, right. but many times there's demonic influence in that. Not necessarily possession. Not, 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 not even possession. But here again, they go into the pigs and what happens? The pigs are drowned and are killed. And then the response of the people as we finish this part section up, those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there in his right mind. And then they became afraid. Why would the people become afraid of what they saw? Um, well, I think on several levels, I think they're afraid of my goodness. What, what could we lose next? Um, in this scenario, there's, they've lost 2,000 pigs. There's a lot of value there. I, I think also they're afraid of how the, de- the demoniac man was living. I mean, he's running around naked. He's in the tombs. He's, he's cutting himself. He's screaming. He's, I mean, he's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. And, and then somebody comes in and delivers him, and they're like, this is all, this is out there. You may even be more powerful than because they may not even know who jesus was well they they yeah probably did but yes but there's there's just things when people are encounter things that they're not familiar with many many times it's fear and just like we talked earlier um when angels appear um throughout the bible many many times the the people fall down in in great fear and that's why the angel says, hey, d- yeah, do not be afraid. Right. And the, But the demons want you to be afraid. Absolutely. That's they, one of their main, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yes. Uh, and so they say to Jesus, hey, leave our region. <laughs> we want you to leave, which may, again, to me, maybe denotes that this is a territorial thing. These people are under the influence of fear and of demonic activity, maybe themselves, and they're afraid of Jesus. So they say, leave. And then the demon man Possessed man wanted to get in the boat. And Jesus says, no, you go home to your people and you tell them what the Lord has done for you. And so here's this guy who was possessed earlier and now he's out telling people about Jesus. And in his right mind. Right. So he's going to go back. And if you fast forward, you really realize that he really does tell the people because in that region, then um, it's, it's almost like a little... Um, Revival breaks out mm-hmm. because uh, because of this man. Yeah, what he was before he met Jesus, That's right. and then what he was after he met him. I, and I hope, li- listeners, I hope you really hear loud and clear that we have to be aware of the enemy. The Bible teaches over and over again to be alert, to be a, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more down the road. But we have to remember that the one that we serve, Jesus Christ, has all authority in heaven and on earth. And when our loyalty and our trust and our faith is in him, we don't have to be afraid. That's why Apostle Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, hey, hey, you've not given a spirit of fear. No. Timothy, you've been given a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So that being said, uh, what are, what's the game plan 
of demons against us and how are they going to start coming after us in certain ways and what do we need to be looking for? You know, uh, from a very high level, first of all, he doesn't want any person to come to faith and trust and hope in Jesus Christ. And once a person puts their faith and trust and hope in Christ, then their goal is keep that person as ineffective and as inefficient as possible. Um, help them to get get distracted. Help them to be divided within their family. Help them to, um, this, is, this is the goal of, of demonic world. They want to disrupt us. They want to have us live unfruitful, unproductive lives. They want us to not have purpose and meaning. They want us to have a, a self-approached perspective, a, self, a kingdom of self versus a kingdom of God perspective. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So uh, what are some other things that um, to be looking for as far as their plan and what they really want to go after us and what do we need to be looking for? Um, you know, probably the biggest is uh, fear and uh, the lies that they feed us. And, and again, let me just, they, they, they're going to try to get us off of the truth. So if you had a, a, a continuum, a line from zero to a hundred, where do the enemy, where, where, where does the enemy, the demons try to, are, are they working at, at zero is zero uh, at point one mm-hmm. is there's no, there's no truth. Right. At a hundred is a hundred percent truth. Right. Where do they operate on the, in, in that line? I think they're down at the 95% level. It's almost true, but not quite. What's the difference between demonic activity here and abroad in other countries I, from your experience? I think you see it all a variety of ways. But in my experience in, in third world countries, they use fear and they use power. There's, there's witchcraft. There's animism, their spiritism. In America, I think there, there is some of that. Yes, very much. So, Probably commercialism. But it's materialism, right. it's commercialism, it's pleasure. Because if they can get us distracted walking with, with pleasure, you know, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, th- those kinds of things, he, he's, ha- he's happy. He doesn't have to scare us that there's a witch doctor that lives next door. There could be that here in America. But he's, you know, I think he uses pleasure and materialism far more than he uses that in other countries. Right. So it's going to look different here and may look different in everybody's life, right? So we're going to take, Well, let me, right. just, let me just, he, he understands our strengths and weaknesses. Uh, let me, uh, just a real quick story. Sure. So there's a pastor years ago, he's, he was interviewed. Hey, if the devil's going to come and get you, where, where would he attack you? And he goes, well, I know, I know where he wouldn't get me. My, my marriage is, is rock solid. My marriage is, is really, really good. Well, guess what happens? Pretty soon, some cute little university student uh, gets involved in his life. And before long, he has a, an affair with her. And this is a real story, not that's naming a, names. I, I, not naming names, yeah. but that's a true story. Right. And, um, and it started out with he knew his he thought he knew his strengths, but sometimes our greatest strength can become our greatest weakness. Pride comes before the fall. That's right. We're going to take a break. One more final segment and unpack about what we're supposed to do to engage these demons here on Solid Steps Radio. 
thanks to great sponsors of our show like Southern Smoke Catering Barbecue, Southern Smoke BBQ Catering KY.com. That is Chris Hadley and his crew. They make the best barbecue, some of the best barbecue you'll ever eat, award-winning barbecue. So if you want to cater your next event, they're a catering-only company, Southern Smoke BBQ Catering KY.com. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry, Dr. Eric Veal and his staff will take care of your smile. They do great work on your teeth and uh, help you keep stay healthy. And then also Veritech Generator, if you need a generator for your home, office, or you need servicing, Veritech Generator can take care of you. Um, so we first three segments, you talked about demons, who are they, and, and what powers they have. And I think we just have to remind all of us why, why we're doing this series. Because in many ways, the Bible says we are not unaware of his schemes. That's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. And I would say in America, I think we are. I think we're kind of unaware of his schemes. There's two ways to err with demonic or spiritual warfare in general. What are yeah. the two ways to err? The one, one way is to, to almost act like there is no powers of darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't train our kids. We don't. We don't educate and we don't teach the Bible on this, or, or we rarely do. And then the other one is we put too much emphasis. There's a, a demon behind every rock, tree, bush, and couch, and chair, and shrub, and uh, and, and everything is everything. If I'm having a bad day, it's because the devil's uh, you know against me and he's causing it. It's it's not that. Right. But 21 of the 27 books of the New Testament address the powers of darkness. Well, one of these books is chapter. 19 of acts which is just this would be a great movie scene okay uh, yeah so let's just read through this scene of what's going on in acts 19 okay so this is paul the apostle he's on one of his missionary journeys uh he's in ephesus and it says in verse 13 some jews who went out driving out evil spirits they tried to invoke the name of the lord jesus over those who were demon possessed so these guys are going around and getting demons out of people yes okay? yes well they're, they're trying trying they're enamored. They're enamored by the power and the name and the authority of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. They had seen, uh, evidently, the apostles doing this, mm-hmm. and they they had uh, uh, understanding of just using this name of Jesus. And then it says they would say, "In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out." Verse fourteen: Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, they were doing this. And one day, the evil spirit answered them, Well, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Which means what? means the demons knew this Jesus person. They knew Paul, but you characters, I'm not sure who you are. Yeah, their, their life and their mission and their message wasn't the same as Jesus and the apostle Paul. They had no authority. They did not. No authority. And, and that because then, look, look, look what happens next. They, I know about Jesus. I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. This is one guy taking on seven guys. Yes, and he whooped their rear ends. And they're running away naked. He yep. left them naked and running away. Yep. So that just goes to show a whole lot about power. Yep. A whole lot about strength and fear and also authority and knowledge right they they knew that this these folks were counterfeit they knew that they were not 
power-filled Christians who loved the Lord Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. They were just trying to get a power kick out of using the name of Jesus. They knew that their lifestyle did not back up Jesus and the Apostle Paul. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. And so, man, what, what does that teach us? Right. That teaches us as men that we have got to, um, you know, d- d- does the powers of darkness know you because of your lifestyle, the richness of Christ? Are you walking with Jesus? Is he the authority of you? Are you under his authority and do you live with his authority? And if you do, you don't have to be afraid. Mm. Yep. And I think you, you see this here where uh, the question the demons ask, I don't know who you are. It also shows in the spiritual realm, there's some, they have some type of supernatural knowledge of, well, this guy over here, Paul, we've heard about him. <laughs> We've, we've heard from our other cohorts that this guy's doing some mean stuff to us if they're the bad guys, right? But these other guys, I've never heard of you. So I guess that's a really good question is, does the spiritual forces of darkness know who you are, man? <laughs> does he know that we are associated, and we're not Jesus, we're not Paul, but are we known to darkness? And, and are we known to, in, to darkness? And, our, and our, is our lifestyle and our life, does it reflect the grace, the power, and the peace of Jesus Christ. Talk about real quickly how prayer plays into this. Now, listeners, next week we're going to spend an entire show on spiritual warfare. What do we do to combat Satan and his demons? So we're doing an entire show on hand-to-hand combat, if you will, spiritual warfare. And then the following week, we're going to answer some questions that listeners have had about just spiritual warfare questions in general. So stay tuned. But what would um, uh, the the question I had was uh, what that was I going to ask you? Did I already ask you? <laughs> I forgot. Um, well, let, let me let me tell yeah. a story just uh, just real quick. Oh, how prayer plays into this. Well, pr- prayer is absolutely critical. Um, I I would never go to to a person who is where I've been called to go ad- address someone who is demonically influenced or even demon possessed. Um, I would even begin to go without prayer covering for me. And, I, and I've got some people deeply praying for me uh, and for the situation. Paul says it in Ephesians chapter six, he says, he puts on the, you know, he tells us put on the full armor of God. And he tells us what that armor is. And at the very end of that, he says, you know, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then he says, and pray. And he mentions the word prayer, I think, six times in the next couple of verses that, that you wrap all of this up in prayer because our authority is not us. Mm-hmm. Our authority is the Lord Jesus because he is the one that has all authority. You're going to mention First Thessalonians 2. Yeah, First Thessalonians 2, uh, Paul is on a missionary journey, and he's talking to the church at Thessalonica, but he says, we wanted to go to this location, and Satan hindered us. He stopped us. And it just shows you the enemy does have significant power. It says in Revelations, uh, Revelation 3, I think he talks about how some of you are going to get thrown in prison because of Satan. Yeah, They're going to be in jail because Satan has the power to influence people on earth to do things for him against you, and they don't even know they're being influenced by him. But, yeah, and, and uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, right. he, Paul is telling Timothy, hey, there are, there are teachings that is coming from demons, there are demons, there are evil spirits who are actually teaching, and, and, and sometimes it's in the church. 
Right. And so we have to we have to be very very attuned to um, the, the spirit of God and the word of God. Right. And and that's our responsibility as men. Right. Um, so we're going to finish up today. We want you to pray us out. But again, listeners, next week we're going to do an entire show on what we're supposed to do with warfare to battle and to be victorious in this battle and not get taken out by the enemy. And then the following week, we're going to answer some questions about spiritual warfare in general. Yeah. So uh, guys, I'm going to pray, but just to remind us, we have to be watchful. We have to be alert. We have to be on our guard. Obedience brings clarity. Disobedience brings confusion. And so Lord God, we, we, we want to be men who walk in obedience to you that when the powers of darkness see us, they don't see perfection, but they see a man who is Christ-centered, who leans into the power of Jesus, who's a man of prayer, a man who leans into your word, and into your truth. And so, Lord, help us to be that kind of man. Help us to be uh, men who take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, and help us to be men who think on things that are true and pure and lovely and of eternal worth. Help us to think on those things. And Lord, would you please, by your power, would you protect us from the evil one? And we pray this in the powerful, powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So the question the demon asked the seven sons of Sceva are, who are you? Who are you? And so that's a question that should make us pause and go, do the spiritual forces of darkness know me? They know me because I'm praying. They know me because I am irritating them because I'm doing the will of God, God's will. So this is not an invitation to get interacting with demons. This is an interaction to be interacting with God. And the main character of spiritual warfare are not Satan and his demons. The main character of spiritual warfare is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week to hear the continuation of this series here on Solid Steps Radio.